Are you hesitating to take the next step in your e-commerce journey? Founder Plus has you covered with proven frameworks tailored to your business needs for fast results, a supportive community of over 30,000 like-minded entrepreneurs and weekly live mentorship sessions. Founder Plus is your key to success. Try Founder Plus today for just $1 for seven days and start building your dream business with confidence. You can visit founder.com forward slash start dollar trial or click the link in the description to claim your trial. This is episode number 317 with Daniel DiPiazza of The Founder Podcast. What you need is thirst. You need to be a thirsty human. Who is intent on learning. It's a really fascinating fascinating exploration of human potential. Now. 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 The Founder Podcast. Even the greatest entrepreneurs had help. If you want to learn from the most successful founders on the planet, you are in the right place. Branson, Mark Cuban, Tony Robbins, Tim Ferriss, Ariana Huffington, Seth Ghost, Steve Case, Gary V, Sophia Amoroso, Robert Corcoran, Damon John. Learn from the greatest minds in business today with interviews hosted by Nathan Chan. This is not your average entrepreneur podcast. The Founder Podcast. Hello guys, welcome back to another episode of the Founder Podcast, Nathan Chan here and you are in for an absolute treat today. We are speaking to my good friend, Daniel D. Piazza. Now, he's been on the show a couple of times. Um, For those of you that do not know Daniel, I call him kind of like one of my best friends online. Uh, I met him in the early days of starting Founder. And uh, yeah, it's been so cool to watch both of uh, our careers and, uh, you know, our journeys together. Um, Yeah, he's a really fun, cool guy. But what's really, really awesome about Daniel is he's extremely talented at starting businesses, uh, in particular side hustles uh, using your skills. Now, he's gone on. He's the CEO now and co-founder of a company called Strength of Seduction, which uh, you know is is already a multiple seven figure a year e commerce business. He's crushing it there. But when he first started, the way that he got started, starting multiple side hustles, that's how he really got started using his existing skills. So I'm going to talk to him about how he does that, how you can do it too if you are in a nine to five job and. Usually these days, we don't really talk to founders about how to get started, more kind of how you've got started, how you've grown your business. So this is a bit of a mix up. And I also should share that uh, we've got this incredible program that is launching soon, taught by Daniel. As you know, at Founder, we are working on building the most comprehensive online educational course platform around entrepreneurship, like the online business school of the future with legit founders teaching and Daniel is a legit founder. He started multiple side hustles. So if you want to start a side hustle with your existing skills, Daniel is the person to learn from. And this course and this system is incredible. So if you want to find out more, you can go to founder.com forward slash side hustle. The course is launching soon. So make sure you sign up for the free masterclass. And uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed this interview with Daniel. We talk about how to find your idea, identify your skills, how to go out and pitch clients, how to actually work out like if this is something you want to do or if this is something that clients want. Uh, It's a really, really valuable interview. Even I learned a ton. All right, guys, that's it from me. 
I hope you enjoy this episode. If you do enjoy this episode and are interested in this potential program at Founder, uh, make sure you go to founder.com forward slash side hustle. All right, that's it from me. Now let's jump to the show. The first question that uh, I ask everyone that comes on is, uh, how do you get your job? My job? Uh, well, I mean, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty, right? So you can look back and you can think about all the things that led up to this point. But really, if I think about it, um, where I am now, which is having written a best-selling book, we hit number 11 on the New York Times list, having started multiple different businesses and then in different spaces, and then you know ultimately moved on to something completely different now, which we'll talk about later. You know, Having gotten to that point, I can look back and I can say that it started from you know my curiosity first you know just getting out of school and uh, graduating college and realizing you know I can work these nine to five jobs for the rest of my life or I can do something better I can try something that you know that I can have some control over and started my first few freelance businesses and and through the years just building and and learning how to leverage my skills along the way yeah, love it. So um, we met in 2013 online. Uh, you're one of the first people that I reached out to because I read an article that you wrote uh, on under 30 CEO, and it was actually right. about freelancing. It was right. um, It was one that you spun, and you spun it for like, Business Insider, like a few different places. Um, what was it's it? Called hacking, it's called Hacking Elance. Yeah, so, Hacking Elance. Which Elance doesn't even exist anymore. Now now it's Upwork. Yeah. Um, you know, this is so cool because I had what I thought was an innovative strategy at the time. And I think it actually was one of the first, I was one of the first people to do this. After I'd gone through a series of jobs uh, in college or after college, you know, I worked at a restaurant. If you read my book, I talk about working at the restaurant and the butterball story, the infamous butterball story. I'm not going to get into it on this podcast. Uh, but, you know, going through my series of jobs and learning uh, the freelance thing, I stumbled on the idea that, you know, I could do freelance web design. And especially in 2011 and 12, WordPress was like new territory. And the, the gap in knowledge between someone who, you know, knew how to design a simple WordPress website and someone who had no knowledge was pretty large, but the skill required to design a WordPress website is not that high. So I'm like, man, I could start doing WordPress websites for 5K a pop and then just start spinning these out. And I was looking for a marketplace to find people who needed basic websites because I knew that templates existed for WordPress. Most people didn't even, you know, if you don't understand websites, you don't know that this is all templated. You think it's, wow, it's custom, <laughs> it's custom work. So I found this site called Elance, which is a job board, and I didn't even know these things existed. And I realized when I was looking at the job board that the number one thing that was a problem with people who are bidding on these jobs and you know the, these independent business owners were posting jobs, hey, I need a website, hey, I need a design. The number one problem with the job postings or with the, with the responses and the proposals that were being sent out were that people were sending just impersonal messages. They looked like spam. They looked like canned responses. And I knew this because I did the research and I actually set up a profile as a business and made a fake posting to see what potential web designers would send me. And I saw some of the proposals that they sent me and it was crap. So I knew 
as a web designer, I could go in there and do much better than this. So what I started doing was I started using YouTube and getting doing private unlisted videos and sending 90 second to two minute videos as pitches. And overnight, I lit up that whole platform and I was booking 5K, 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 5K. And so creating really a system where I had so many leads coming in that I had to start developing systems around it, funnels around it. And so I wrote about this. That exploded on Under 30 CEO. And then we syndicated it out to business insider, entrepreneur, et cetera, et cetera. And that was the beginning of like the freelancing, uh, like my teaching of it. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Um, So just top level, though, because I think it's really important for for those watching that are not familiar with your background. um, Like, where did you come from? Like, tell us about kind of the steakhouse story. You don't have to go into the depths of it, but what happened? Like, like, cause I think a lot of people watching this right now might be in a position where perhaps they are working in a job that they don't enjoy, or perhaps they, you know, want to start a business on the side, low risk or yeah. No, it's a really good question. I mean, you know, and I think Peter Thiel wrote a pretty good book about like zero to one. And the idea that the most important step is going from nothing to something. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're talking about starting a business, the biggest thing that people run into is, you know, either I don't have any ideas, you know, I don't know what I would do, um, or I don't have any good ideas, I don't have any skills. And what you need to realize is that you have experiences in your life, either um, pursuits, ideas, hobbies, talents, skills, or things that can be learned in an efficient way that you can develop and leverage as, um, as assets, as almost a product, you know, your skill being a product. And you can uh, start a business with just your sweat equity, essentially your time and sweat equity. And you can, use, you can use that to then free yourself of that nine to five if you want to. Um, and I started um, in the same place as pretty much anybody. You know, I didn't have any particular advantages um, outside of, so, so I'll say that I had a stable childhood. That was, that was a good advantage. And some people don't have that, but outside of that, um, you know, when I was in school, when I was in college, you know, I was still under the assumption going into college from high school, that just going to school was going to be enough. That just getting a degree, uh, learning, you know, paying attention in class and applying after school was going to be enough. And I think I've realized and I realized very quickly, like all of us have, it's not enough anymore just to follow the rules and do what you're told and hope that you're going to get a job, hope that you're going to get ahead. You have to be able to also understand the unique skills that you possess and how to leverage those, especially in today's economy. You know, So I also started probably where you are listening. And the first thing I had to do was do a skill inventory of you know, what I was actually good at and start to think about myself as a business. And from there, that's how I began to develop my first ideas and test them in the world. And the first was one was the test prep, right? It was test prep. Yeah. Well, and, you know, and here's the story behind that. People say, why did you do test prep? Um, I had worked for a company called Kaplan, who does standardized test prep when I was in college. And I remember going to houses of these students and they, and I looked at the brochures and, and I saw that they were charging hundred dollars an hour for me to be there, but I knew I was only getting $20 an hour. So I'm like, well, there's a huge discrepancy here. And, and it's, 
the pa- the parents value my time at hundred dollars an hour, but Kaplan only values it at twenty. So I know that I can make up some of that gap if I just do this myself. And so what I did was I figured out how to how to start. Now that I had a skill that I knew was monetizable from doing my own research and my own skill inventory, then I went about finding clients for that skill. And I and that was a huge learning process, a huge uh, teaching moment in my in my life as an entrepreneur. That whole phase. Mm, yeah, interesting. So, um, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world right now. Do you think it's a good time to start a business? That, you know, the short answer is obviously yes. And look, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm going to say, of course, start a business. Like. There are some, I'm sure there are parents out there who are listening and say, no, it's too dangerous right now. Everyone stay safe. You know, do your research. You can, you can just do the research and verify this. Some of the biggest businesses were started in recessions. So we know that's a fact. It's verifiable. Some of the most successful ones were started in recessions. Good ideas and good products, despite markets, always went out. And the reality is, especially nowadays, again, with global instability, you have to be more confident than ever in your own ability to support yourself. So there's the, of course, I think there's never the best time to do anything. It's always the best time to plant a tree was yesterday. The next best time is today. Um, but I think in terms of where the world is right now, it, you'd almost be silly to not start to really seriously consider leveraging yourself outside of a job because that might be your only option at some point. Yeah, so I think more than ever right now, there is this movement where people more than ever want to take control of their own destiny with everything that's happened. Um, And the internet is an incredible place and uh, there's just some crazy things that you can do which are actually low risk, don't cost a lot of money. And we're going to talk about this this side hustle system. We're going to talk about this incredible program that we've collaborated on. But at like right now, let's just like really shower people with as much value as we can. Because the full program, it, it goes for like maybe like 10 hours or like it's super in depth. But look for right now, if someone has lost their job or they just want to get started and they want they know they want to start a business, they don't want to start a side hustle, what's the best business to start from your perspective? Because you've started You've started like all different kinds of businesses. Um, yeah, in different you, spaces. Now, all, yeah, 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 done it all. I mean, look, freelancing. Freelancing is 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 the lowest barrier, and it's the quickest to get started. It's the the one of the easiest to leverage, especially if you understand, you know, how to position yourself. And I, I really I consider it the gateway drug to entrepreneurship because it is um, it's the most flexible of all the different verticals that you can be in. And it can lead to so many bigger opportunities once you learn how to get good at it. Yeah, I love that. The gateway drug to entrepreneurship. Gateway drug, you know? <laughs> That's crazy, man. Look, it's true. Look, it is interesting um, because, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of entrepreneurs, before they build their big business, just like you, like with Strengths and Seduction, I know that's going to be a very, very big business. You've been on a journey. Um, but... Look, like as an example, you look at like MailChimp, for example, those guys started a web design, so freelancing web design, and then they ended up building MailChimp. You look at Hootsuite, they were doing, um, they were doing something, I can't remember what what kind of marketing, freelancing stuff they were doing, but the founder was doing something else. So 
So quite often, these big businesses, uh, a lot of people do freelancing on the side or as a way to generate cash flow to get started. Totally. totally. So, well, so, you know, yeah. also free, freelancing is one of those things too where it teaches you all the business essentials. It teaches you sales, marketing, operations, finance on a scale where if you want to run a business that's bigger and outside of the service space, you have that experience. Yeah. So can you tell me like kind of the advantage of this model versus perhaps starting a SaaS or software-based business or like, uh, you know, I guess online courses or perhaps, um, you know, uh, physical products, which you're getting like, you know, strength seduction is, is a physical product-based business here. Yeah. Like what are the differences and what are the advantages, disadvantages of each model? Uh, I think that the biggest advantage of doing something service-based, which is, you know, essentially productizing yourself or productizing your time, you know, the benefit is that it is low risk. And with freelancing, you can invest just your time. And if you find the right niche and the right, you know, position, and you understand how to communicate to that audience, you can have a relatively high profit in return for your effort. And it can happen fairly quickly, you know, and the whole idea behind Start Your Side Hustle is within the first 30 days. That's the whole point. And we, we do that purposely to, to, we almost say that to prove that it can be done, you know, and we know it can be. Um, and, and whereas with other models, there is more scalability to it. Like, yeah, if you're selling, you know, like we're selling DVDs and Strength of Seduction and yeah, you can, you know, you can print out a thousand of those and sell them, but it's taken us a year to even really get rolling with that thing. And if you're freelancing, you can start tomorrow with nothing. And it's cost us a lot of money, costs a lot of money to build infrastructure. Whereas freelancing, you can start, you know, and you can make a lot. Yeah. You don't have to run ads. Uh, you have no, to hold no. the stock. No influencer marketing. Yeah. No email lists. You yep. know, not don't have to build an audience really. No which audience. Which takes time, which me and you both know. Yeah. No content. So, no content. Yeah. <laughs> God, no content. Oh God. You know? Yeah. So um can you give us an example of like some like freelance service-based businesses that you have started or like uh people could potentially start? Cause because like, you know, we at Founder, we talk to all sorts of entrepreneurs from varied uh levels of experience. Uh, but you know, we're, we're going, we're going to the core here. We're going pretty like, you know, hand to hand combat. Like if someone really wants to start a business, I don't always talk about this hardly at all anymore, to be honest. Um, yeah. so like what, what are, what are some examples? So, so first of all, let's just, let's back it up and say skill inventory. You know, let's assume that the person that's listening has a skill they already have identified. There are methods in the course that will help you identify your skills. We're not going to go through that entire thing on this podcast, but Let's assume, you know, for the sake of the argument that you have a skill or a talent or something that you think you could work with, you know, um, it's going to be probably on one of the, one of a few different sides. You know, it could be something that is more creative and non-technical. So it could be something with design or something with art or something with writing or something, you know, more that, like I would say right brained little quote soft skills, which is debatable with that language. Right. And then they have more harder things like, you know, you have 
uh, uh, coding, web development, you know, uh, data processing, different types of, you know, even uh, Facebook ad buying is kind of like a very analytical thing, marketing stuff, you know. Um, so those are different categories. So starting to chunk which where where you're actually going to find your offer at, right? Um, and in those, like, because we're, we're talking about specifics, start to think in your mind where you might fall into those. Another type of article to think of, um, like hobby or passion-based things. So like people who are really good at nutrition, um, yoga, you know, um, I know out in LA, man, there are so many like, you know, energy healers and people who do different, you know, like, like, um, breath work specialists. I mean, this is like real stuff, you know, um, you know, there's like surf trainers out here, you know, anything with, with the body, uh, you have people who teach different art classes. Uh, so, so thinking about things that have to do with that, even, even like, you know, you want to talk about community stuff landscaping, power washing the sidewalks, window cleaning, um, you know, uh, all of these places, all these, these things need some sort of attention, you know, and um, you have to start identifying where those businesses might be. But if you start thinking about those verticals, whether it's something in the tech area, something in the, the softer skills area, you know, thinking whether is it, are you helping a business? Is it B2B or is it B2C? You know, are you helping a, another business get make more money or get more customers or are you helping an end consumer you know lose weight are you you know um who's your client so starting to think about the different categories then you can start thinking about where your skills intersect with that mm, interesting so um if someone's at home right now and they can't find an idea or they're not sure uh what what can they do like those are some examples like you know, yep. test prep dog walking marketing yeah. coding nutrition yeah. yoga breathing well, specialist yeah well another thing i want so another thing i want to, to hit on too is that like if you look at so j- just to just to also get some context for other again what can i do if you go and you look on for instance uh job boards that are either general like we talked about upwork or freelancer or if you look on things that are more specific like uh dribble is one for designers or they have uh or, or you don't want to talk about dog walking like rover is one in the u.s where you can look for like pet sitting there are specific job boards where you can see what people are looking for. And that's a great way to start getting ideas. So you don't need to come up with this from scratch. You don't need to be like, oh, I want to be a box weave, like a box knitter or like a, you know, a quilter. You know, you, you don't have to make it up. People are already asking for what they want. It's more about figuring out where your skills align with and then positioning yourself. Um, and in terms of position, so, so with that in mind, now it's like, well, what do you do? What do you think about your positioning? And we came up with nine questions. Uh, we call them guiding questions to find your money skill. And we put these in the program. So do you want me to go over those? Because I think they're pretty they're pretty important. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. These set the context for, you know, how to really narrow down your skill. We just talked about the different areas and verticals it could be in. And then we, we, we went through some examples of how to think about it. Now let's, let's ask some questions. And these questions are going to, these are the things you should write down if you're listening to them. And take your time, take maybe 30, 60, 90 minutes, really go through these because these will give you uh, enough research and data to go make some better decisions, right? Okay. Okay. So nine guiding questions to find your money skill. This is the idea generation phase, and this is where it starts. So question number one, what is special about where I live? What changes are happening here? So that's you thinking specifically about the area that you live and, um, and what is happening where you live that's not happening anywhere else? This is great if you're trying to uh, do B2B services, especially locally. 
you know, um, thinking about what's going on in your community, really tuning in and tapping in. And everyone's community is different. I could tell you something that's going on in West LA that's specific to us. You know, for instance, um, I don't know, like just in my community alone, um, I know that I know that there are because I live in a huge, a huge apartment complex. I see tons of kids who are home now because they're not in school. And I'm wondering if there's some sort of service. Again, we're in COVID times, but again, I wonder if there's some sort of service where there could be like tutors or teachers coming and doing small community based like lessons for all these kids that are home. You know, and would parents pay for that? Something to test, you know, but I see that need in my community. Is it something worth testing? Would I put up a flyer for it? Could I talk to parents in the neighborhood? You see where my head is? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, that's how you start thinking about these things. So that's question number one. What's special about where I live? What changes are happening here? Number two, what type of new technology is disrupting old tech right now? Okay. So this is something to be globally aware of. And you know, I want to always pimp you guys. So read Founder. And I always say, always say, read, read the other stuff too. Read, I'm, I'm, you, oh, you guys can't see this because I'm, you know, read Fast Company, read Inc. I'm, I'm holding up these magazines, you know, and I read all the magazines and I, I'm always looking at what's going on in tech right now. You know, what's happening in tech, specifically what's changing. So one of the things like, you know, I'll give an example and, you know, pull what you might from it, but like thinking about where um, SMS marketing is going, especially in the US, we're seeing that, uh, that's more popular message via text now. And it might be a better way for creators and business owners to hold on to that data rather than laying the platforms on the data. And so we know that that might be a, maybe, maybe there's a service for you where you can help companies establish their first SMS campaigns. It's an emerging market. It's, it's, it is disrupting some traditional, you know, advertising channels and there are, there's space in it. There's new technology like Superphone that makes it easier to do it. There's an example, and you might've gotten that by reading. You know, in in what's go read the 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 magazines and the the ta- the the publications of the things you want to target in. So we're talking B two B, but if you have a specific market after you've done your own work and you know you want to target, uh, you know, parrot owners, they have magazines for that. You know, so does that make sense? You know, and understanding what new technologies are something else up. So three, uh, how can I make it? I'll, I'll go through some of these a little more quickly. Um, how can I, three, how can I make an old industry cheaper, faster, more reliable? Something to think about. Okay. Four, what industries are way behind in marketing, social media, and online business? This is a good one to think about. What, what industries are way behind? I can think of offhand several, you know, just old school businesses that are, that are, um, that could use a refresh. I think there might be a market for some sort of service that helped you to process like 35 millimeter and like like paper film more quickly because there's a trend of people wanting to use film to take pictures still, but it's not as easy to develop it as it used to be uh, because they don't do the same, you know, we're not using film anymore, you know, so it's a little bit harder to develop it now. So maybe there's an opportunity for a service, you know, to connect that, that user with that type of provider to, to, to bridge that gap, you know? Maybe it's a simple service. So I think about that, you know, what, what industries are behind, you know, in the business practice of that, you know? Um, and and the, the next one that we have here really talks about, um, about uh, which services are still only available via like mom and pop locations. And it's kind of the same thing, you know? So like between which areas are behind and which ones are only available, retail, mom and pop, again, same thing. Go in your like, local neighborhood town and you can uh, go down any street and see the businesses that no longer 
have a lot of foot traffic, there might still be a demand, but there's no online presence of that thing. And you could be a bridge between that, that either that consumer and that business or that business and that consumer, you know, yeah. thinking about this type of stuff. These, again, zooming out a little bit more, these questions are all to get your brain thinking about where do I fit in? Where can I offer service? Um, moving on to more questions, you know, what services are hard to find for the public or businesses? So, um, you know, let's see, think about examples of this. I'll think about like, okay, so for instance, one of my, one of my students, Patrick, um, he owns a, uh, a house cleaning business in Arizona. And um, one of the things that he thought was really cool was that he noticed um, there were local rental companies like Airbnb popping up in, in Arizona and basically scooping up large complexes of, of rental properties to basically put online, just like third-party rentals have been doing with Airbnb. It's a separate company. And what he realized was um, there was a gap there because these, these rental companies uh, needed, now that they were scooping up all these individual properties, they needed cleaners to clean all these properties that they had now. And they were new to the market because they were growing so fast that he identified that gap and he was able to approach the owner of these companies and partner with them and go from having you know, a few clients to a few dozen overnight. Um, and because he saw that, that the larger companies were having trouble finding the right cleaner. So he was able to identify that. Right. So it's looking to see what businesses are looking for you. It's doing a background research. Does that make sense? Yep. yep. Um, okay. Wrapping it up. More questions. Uh, what services are much slower than they should be? You know, so speeding things up for people. Good questions to ask, too. You know, how much can you afford to invest right now? So when you're talking about businesses to start, um, even when you're talking about service-based businesses, some might cost a little bit more upfront than others. So for instance, um, if you are, if you're creating some sort of marketing material, depending on what you're developing, that might cost a little bit more than if you're just doing word of mouth marketing. So figuring out how you want to start and picking a business based on what your means are. Sometimes you really only have sweat equity and that might mean, um, that might mean hustling from door to door and tacking up signs to get your first wave of 10 clients and then leveraging that. Um, so, so asking how much you have to invest in terms of time and money, and then also how quickly does it need to make money again, helping you to hone in on, um, on what your idea might be. And the more quickly you need to make money, the, the easier it will be to, for you to start to narrow down, which ideas fit with, with your skill set and your needs. Yeah. Gotcha. So, um, man, that was like incredible dude. Cause there's a lot for people to think about. Cause we know that. Like this is something that really hangs people up, right? Because in this market, in this economy, um, now more than ever, people want to start a business, but they don't know where to start. There's all these different business models. It's really intimidating. It looks like it's, some of them are quite expensive. You might not be able to afford to do this, but this is one business that you can start on the side, low risk, if you're in your job right now. And even if you don't, like have experience of starting businesses before or anything like that. Um, but what if people feel like they're not qualified, just like, like they're, they're not worthy of charging for this service? <laughs> what, do you, what do you have to say there? Cause I know 
that that's scary to go out there and ask somebody like, oh, hey, even still, like, hey, can I do web design for you? Like, or, hey, um, I've found that, you know, you need to do like uh, a better job with writing copy on your website or like like all these different things, hard or soft skills. Well, I think the first thing is just to remember that you know, your perception is not what your perception of yourself is not what everyone else sees of you. That's the most important thing. So if if you're coming to someone and offering to, to help them with something, they're not immediately thinking, what does this person know? They're so stupid. They could never help me. They're th- they're they might be a lot more interested in what you have to offer than you think. And you're not giving yourself enough credit. That's the first thing. The second thing is you don't have to be a world class expert in order to deliver a high quality service. Okay. The example I always give, which is my favorite one, and my aunt loves me for continuing to give this example, is that, you know, my aunt taught me to ride a bike. And before she taught me, Auntie Auntie Anne, you know, I didn't stop her and say, hey, hey, Auntie, are you a certified race instructor? Have you ever cycled on the Tour de France? I only want experts. No. I said, I simply said, you know how to ride a bike. I don't. I can learn from you. And that is how the transfer of services is done. It isn't about necessarily you being a world-class expert. It's you being able to solve a problem that someone else either can't, or they don't have enough time to, or they're too lazy to, or they don't understand. And, um, and you can do that and you can become better at your side hustle over time, you know? And, and, and so even if you don't know everything about what you're doing now, you can learn along the way and you'll, you'll just become a better and charge more. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. That's that's an incredible breakdown. You've definitely busted that myth, even for me. Um, uh, so, what if still somebody doesn't have a skill, like they they truly don't believe they don't have a skill? Well, yeah, I mean that 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 also is fine too. I think also people they think okay, if I've done all of this, and we'll go we will go through all this in the course. If you get the course, you'll see it. We go through this thing called skill inventory. And the skill inventory is me talking to you for an hour, giving you entrepreneur <laughs> therapy, helping you work through your ideas, holding your hand digitally, and it works like ninety nine percent of the time. But for the one percent of people who just can't find it, and they text me and they say, "Daniel, help." Here's the answer. If you can't, if you can't find a skill, then you got to go get one. But it, but it's it, even if you've done the work and you can't find the skill, you've done, you've gone through everything and you can't find something you're good at, then the process is still working because it has revealed that it's time for you to go get one. So then you can still use the information that we've been working on and teaching you to to use that to go pick up a skill. So if you're like, man, you know, I don't have the skill as a, you know, I'm just going to use web design. I don't have skills as a web designer, but I see now how that could be profitable. Let me develop that skill. Then come back in three months and then go through with the work, you know? Yeah, no, that makes sense. Okay. It's fail, it's fail proof. Like, like, like it's either you figure out. So, so there's only two options. You either figure out what your skill is, you test it until it works, and then you launch it. We're going to figure out how to test it to make sure it's fail-proof so that when you do launch it, you're going to have customers day one. Or you figure out you don't have a skill, you use the course and the content to go figure out which one to get. You go get that skill, and you come back and you do it. So it's, there's multiple paths, but it's fail-proof if you follow, if you follow the strategy because we've been mapping it like that. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. Okay. So what about competition, though? Uh, like there's agencies, there's Fiverr, like, is it possible to compete? 
or like why would someone choose you over them? Uh, I mean, you know, you know, first of all, there's all, there's always going to be more businesses and more people that need services. Like there's an unlimited supply. I mean, if you just, if you just go to, well, I guess public place is a bad idea now, but if you just think about the sheer number of people that are out there in the world that have some sort of pain point and realize that your business solves that pain point, there's an infinite number of people that can use your help. It's more about how do you, uh, connect with them? Where do you connect with them? And are you saying the thing that's going to get their attention? And that's what we walk you through. Uh, and I know, like, I know I'm selling the course, selling the course. I get it. Founder sells courses on business. You're not the only company that does that, but there's a way that you connect to the audience and the right type of person that says, Oh, this is who I want to work with. That's what we're teaching you to do on a service scale, but you have to understand that psychology. And then once you understand that the competition doesn't really bother you because you, you don't see it as competition. You see it as other, you know? That's what you've explained to me, right? We've talked about this offline. Yeah. So, like, um, can you give us some different examples of perhaps, like, niches or, like, you know, differentiating? Sure. Sure. So, okay. One one example of a common, um, like, skill that people will uh, monetize is some sort of, like, uh, yoga or fitness training or physical training of some sort, right? So, fill in the blank. That is a great skill to have. And there's lot, there are a lot of experts in that space. And it's hard to say that you're a better expert than another. It's just usually different. And you can have a, you know, they have different certifications and all that's good. But what will really help you stand out in that space is not saying I'm the best expert or look at how, or even, or even look at how ripped I am. It's not even about that. If you can position yourself, for instance, for a specific audience. So say, you know, I'm teaching yoga for pregnant mothers you know i'm doing uh i'm doing interval training for executive men you know i'm doing group training for for high school athletes you know that's the same skill set where it's training people but the target that you're aiming at allows you to speak to them in a way where you can craft your marketing around that type of person because you know the avatar you can get your marketing message right. You know what to say. And you can craft your offer because you know what their objections are. You know what their pain points are. Whereas you're saying generally, I am great at, I'm a great trainer, doesn't give you enough leverage to be able to compete. This type of strategy does. Mm, yeah, I see. So um, can you give us an example of some other niches as well? Sure. Um, so a lot of, like, I'm, I'm, I'm giving like uh, a lot of buckets that, many people are in. So another one that I'll give is um, doing some sort of like uh, either Facebook marketing, like paid PPC marketing, mm -hmm. or some sort of like social media, um, you know, either uh, graphic creation, content creation, stuff like that. You know, those types of marketing assets. I found that as someone who hires those types of people, um, it's not enough just to be good at that job because there are a lot of people who are good. Part of what attracts me is seeing results in advance. So for instance, um, one thing that set, I, I made a, I made a hire recently of a freelancer of a side hustler. Okay. And her name is Morgan. Uh, she does all the social media content for strength of seduction, which is my product brand, my e-commerce brand. So I am the type of person who would be hiring you. If you're a side hustler listening, you'd be looking for someone like me. I'm a business, right? 
and you'd be looking to pitch me to say, I can do this job for you, right? Yep. So what Morgan did was she didn't just say, oh, well, I can do your social media for you. And I kind of, I, I understand what the, the look you're going for. What she did was she created in Canva an entire mock palette of what our Instagram feed would look like if she were doing it, including using our own user-generated content to create uh, several mock videos. And what this did was it showed us results in advance. So she didn't need to pitch her services and say how good she was. She just showed it. And that eliminated my worry and my doubt, and it cut through the noise. And just by her showing her expertise, we brought her on, and now we're, we're giving her basically a $40,000 contract to do that work. And she did that in one shot. And she she came, and I paid her the rate that she asked for. Wow. I didn't even, I didn't even hardball with her. So that's what's possible, you know? And that's how you go how you go past the competition, how you go above and beyond. Now you position yourself in a way where it's like, okay, now the businesses are speaking your language, you're on the same page, and you can close a lot more easily. And that's just one strategy that we teach in the, in the course. Yeah, man, that, that was a great example. Um, yeah. So once someone has an idea, what's the fastest way to get paid for it? Like, uh, of course, now we, you know, we go through this whole process in Start Your Side Hustle, but um, for everyone watching or listening, um, what are some strategies, what are some things, what are some methods? Like, I know you've got teams of different frameworks, but yeah. Okay, so uh, I just want to highlight the one that we that we just talked about. We talked so the one I talked about where Morgan provided that template for me or that example for me. I, I can't stress again enough how impressed I was by that. And I gotta just say to anyone who's listening, you know, from a business owner's perspective, um, people are just a lot of people who try to work for you are not good. They're not good. And when you go above and beyond to show that you're really committed to it, even if you're not perfect, it does stand out. So just Nathan, can you agree with that? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Like most people suck, right? They suck, <laughs> and they think they're good is the problem. Yeah. So if you can just, there's, you definitely can stand out. So just to thinking that you can't, that you'll never stand out, that no one will hire you, it's simply not true. Um, but that that strategy that I covered was called the value add technique. So it's where you give the value up front to show that you can do what you say you can do to prove it. And we talk about that in the course. Another one is called the marsupial method. So the marsupial is the animal that holds the baby in the pocket and keeps it warm. And the philosophy philosophy behind that is there are other businesses which are larger than you, especially if you're new, and they have your ideal client, but they're non-competitive. So those could be people who are in your space, but they're not uh, buying to do the same thing as you. And, in my book, for instance, uh, which hit number 11 on the New York Times list, and because it hit number 11, did not get a sticker on the cover, did not get a sticker, which is going to haunt me for eternity. Um, I mentioned in the book that um, with the marsupial method, I did this in test prep, and I noticed that there were private admissions counselors who were teaching uh, students how to get into the colleges of their choice, but they weren't teaching test prep. So I partnered with them. And I went in with them and I said, I will come into your company and teach test prep for you guys if I can collect your clients in the back end, essentially, and we will split revenue. They kept me in the pocket. They kept me warm and fed me. I grew to be big and strong. 
you know, and then after that, we had a revenue split. So that's marsupial method. And we'd go through that in the course. Um, uh, another one I call, we call the loss lead approach. Uh, so that's basically the idea of you going to, and, and this can be, this can be B2B or B2C, by the way. It's just really identifying what the needs are of your prospect. But loss lead is like, I go to you and I say, I love what you're doing. I love uh, what you're trying to accomplish. I love X, Y, Z. This seems like this is something that I can help with. I'm not going to charge any money. Um, I'm going to perform the service. Um, insert your service here. I'm going to perform the service. And in exchange, all that I ask is that you, um, after we've performed it and, and, and you love it, you're absolutely blown away. You're satisfied that you refer me to three people who you think might be a good fit for this. And that you, you know, give me a great recommendation or testimonial. And in some cases you can say, or you can do it at a reduced rate to, you know, just cover your costs. Um, and you do that as a way where you're losing up front, but you end up gaining big on the back end Cause oftentimes you can retain these clients for re retainer rates for recurring services and um, therefore just fill out your books. So there's lots of strategies like this that, you know, we go, we go through a lot of them. Yeah, no, man, there, uh, there's tons of different strategies. Um, I know the whole team was blown away by like how good you are at this stuff, <laughs> like, like how unique and like crazy and like, but it's, it's like when we did the masterclass, which, you know, we can tell people more about at the end, but, or, you know, about this course, but like, um, even I was blown away, man. Like I didn't even know some of this stuff. It's crazy. Oh. So you've been doing this stuff for a while. Um, you know, you've seen some pretty incredible results like teaching this. Um, can you just give people just a top level overview or tell us about them? Like kind of, you know, the students that you have taught this to, the different niches, industries they're in? Uh, we did. So we did an experiment with this in 2019 called Profit Paradigm. Profit Paradigm was like my next level service based accelerator. And, you know, this is like over the years, over the past seven years, I've had a few different iterations of programming for service-based entrepreneurs. I've done um, just basic online courses, which I was teaching way back in the day before there was, it was so fancy. Now it's so fancy. Everything's so fancy now. Your courses are so fancy. Mine was just keynotes, okay? So it's like, I was doing that stuff. I did live workshops and in a group training I did in 2019, it was called Profit Paradigm. And uh, we took 34 service-based entrepreneurs. So when I say service-based, I mean everything from you know, I, like I mentioned, Patrick doing like clean businesses to recruiting, to uh, marketing, to sales, to uh, like lawn care, to like um, like security, cybersecurity, to um, lashes and, and nails like spa. Um, so just all different industries, you know. And so these were like people who had some business already. They weren't brand new beginners, but these are people who just using sweat equity and were just exchanging their time and productizing their services. And we took them using the same methods that we that we just taught in the founder course, and and in six months, these students made a collective uh, two point three million dollars. And we tracked that, we tracked that. Wow. And so we took that exact framework and we looked at all the pieces that worked, and we refined it. And that's what we've been working on for the past month with your team, which you haven't even seen the program yet, so <laughs> you don't even know. Yeah, no, I can't wait. I can't wait to see it. Man, I've seen the course outline. It's next level, dude. Um, it's awesome. Yeah, we, we, we've been doing this for a while now, man, been like, you know, partnering and, and finding like next level founders to come and teach for our platform. So really, really excited that we could finally collab on something, man. Yes. 
<laughs> you you came you came to my weird my weird event in New York. You want to comment on that? Oh yeah 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 yeah. Okay, all right. Let's let's let let's just let's just uh before we get to that, let's um let's just uh, we were kind of talking about the you know start your side hustle course. Like let's just um come back. Like what's the promise? What's the outcome that people can expect from the course? Uh, and you know what are they going to learn step by step? Well, the the promise, the big promise, right? This is the this is the the sticker on the box, is that your first paying client within 30 days of pressing ignition. That means starting the work, doing it, and committing to it. You know, it's not it's not a um, a, a magic click your heels, uh, you know, button. There's work involved, but it works. It's not just me. You can look. We purposely had we purposely brought in 30 case studies for you in different niches to show you. You know, I painstakingly arranged these to show you, to prove to you, and then we laid out the method. So, it, you know, do it for 30 days. You'll start getting clients. We we created the sequence, and we went through this with Zach, Nathan. We created the sequence so that if done correctly by module two, you'll be getting clients by accident. That's the goal. Even though you're not supposed to be really getting clients to module four, we created it so that we look so good, hopefully, that my module two, you'll be getting clients and saying, oh, my God, founder's so awesome. That's what we <laughs> pledge to do. And we're going to do that by taking you through idea generation and figuring out which ideas are your winners, your money-making ideas. We're going to help you validate the whole thing. You're going to test that idea. You're going to do a beta launch. And then we're going to teach you how to scale all the way to getting one client, recurring clients, consistent money. Yeah, I love it. Man, like, I know... Um... Like uh, Zach told me, like uh, you put in a lot of time into producing this course, uh, so and uh, yeah, look. Um, before we we kind of jump in and and talk about how people can get started, and also let's talk about that event I went to in York. <laughs> I will, I will, I will, yeah, I will come back to that. But I just okay. want to close this one off. A um, couple of questions. Uh, why did you decide to kind of not teach courses anymore, like under your personal brand and, and kind of just, yeah, like, like just teach for founder. Like, and, uh, and I don't want to do this anymore. Why? I, so I can give you a few different reasons. One, I felt it wasn't really aligned with like who I was anymore in terms of what I could contribute. I felt like there was more I could contribute. So I didn't feel like my platform was the best place to do that anymore. And I also felt like there are so many people doing courses so well that it's not just about the knowledge, it's about the the reach. And I didn't want to do a course again unless it was going to be something better than everything I'd already done. Something I wasn't just want to do like one just because, just another add-on, like just a cash grab. And it just wasn't satisfying to me. So I'm like, I'm just going to shut it down. You know, if I can't think of a better way to do it, if I can't exceed my own expectations, like what's the point? And, um, then when you asked me, I was so, I was so happy. I was like, I was so psyched because this for me, like, you know, and we could talk about the, the speaking event that I did. I'm all about like creating different types of, uh, experiences and different types of like art. I mean, you know, I've done movies, I've done creative live, I've done an audio book, I've done mixtapes, I've written a book, I've done live speaking events. You know, I love doing just new and interesting ways of like getting my message across. And this for me was like, a perfect way to put a capstone on what I think. I think I'm like one of the greatest hustlers of my generation. I've written a book on it. I'd really do know what I'm talking about. 
you'll see that when I go in the material, like this 52, we had, this outline was 52 pages, single spaced, 10 point font, okay? And I went through that in four days with no script, with hardly, almost on the first take every time. And that, that that's really thanks to the team that was really just pushing the pace. There's so much content in here. And I was so grateful and happy to be able to do this. So like, it's, it's, it's a joy for me. And I only want to do things that are completely fun for me now. So this was so fun. Um, this to me is a perfect, uh, a perfect time, not only for, for me, but also for the world too, just because everything that's going on. So thank you, man. Nailed it. You? Man. Nailed it. man, you're welcome, bro. Like, you know, you've, you, you've done the time, right? Like you've, started many different side hustles. You've tried out this system. You've taught it to many other people previously. And okay. now you're like onto big, big, big venture with strength of seduction. And I know that's going to be incredibly massive business. You've already grown it just super fast already. You're just getting warmed up and uh, yeah, this is a way that we can really collaborate and, you know, uh, kind of, uh, you know, two two really really strong kind of I guess uh, skill sets. Like at Founder, we're yep. building an incredible educational platform where we have online courses taught by legit founders that have actually done it, usually multiple times. And you know, you've done this multiple times. We interview yep. exceptional, like some of the greatest entrepreneurs of our generation. We've had you on the front cover of our magazine, so many other incredible founders. And uh, yeah, like, you know, we're, we're really good at, at creating incredible courses that get people results. And there's so much rubbish out there and you're more than qualified to teach this course. So I'm so excited to create this course with you and for you to partner with us at founder. And I just had to ask, like, just as a recap, and then we'll talk about the event for fun. Like, um, if if someone's listening, they may be nervous or scared. What would your final advice be to them? Like they want to start a business, they're not sure where to start, or they, they've, they've got some value from this podcast. What would you say? Well, you know, if you've seen the movie The Matrix, you know Morpheus has the moment where he has the two pills, and you have to take the red or the blue pill. And this is, you know, this is your gateway. This is your gateway drug into entrepreneurship. I can only tell you that down this road, there are no guarantees, but there is an opportunity for you that doesn't exist if you choose not to open the door. And that's freedom. You know, learning how to leverage yourself and, and start a business and start that first side hustle and roll that into something else is a fundamental step in you creating financial freedom, personal freedom, and just just freedom for freedom for you to be who you really are. A lot of people feel completely trapped by their jobs. They feel like it 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 takes up so much of their life that it it, it starves them of joy. Honestly, people feel like that. Others just want a little bit more money on the side and they're happy with their life, but they just want more. You know, this is your opportunity for that. You could probably go in with the podcast and, and just obviously outline some of this stuff and have a, a really good run running, running start on this. Obviously, I'm going to recommend that you start and, and you start with start your side hustle, you know, and but but only because we know that it works. And if you want to get the results faster, that's that's just the best way to do it. And if you look at all the greatest founders, you'll realize that they always stood on the shoulders of giants. And that's how you're going to get there, too. So don't forget that and do your best work.
Yeah, look, that's amazing, man. Thank you so much, brother. So, look, if people do want to sign up or find out more, you can go to founder.com forward slash side hustle. Um, now, whenever you're watching this, that that should uh, – you can you go there. Now, um, there should be like a masterclass, which will share tons more gold with you for free, free masterclass. We have masterclasses for all of our programs, and then there's there, you will be able to sign up to the full program from there if you really enjoyed that masterclass. But, uh, yeah, guys, look, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, before we wrap, though, I'm going to tell you about Daniel's event. Um, so we have oh. an office in New York, and uh, we're building a team out there, an incredible team, course production team, and eventually, uh, you know, we're going to have a show host. We're going to run all of our, like, shows out of there and all sorts of things. Um, so I go there every few months, and um, it just so happened that uh, Daniel was having an event. What was the event called? What did you call it? It's wielding power, New York. Wielding power, that's right. Wielding power, and yep, that was yep. the theme. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> oh man, it was next level. Like nothing that I'd ever been to before. I know. And you were this cape, and <laughs> um, yeah, like uh, where, where do we start? Like, I guess we- what was really cool was you had people speak there about their truth. Yeah, And it was really cool to just hear people talk about life, its challenges, and what it really means to kind of own your shit. When yeah. you talk about wielding power, I think it, it you know, I, I rephrase it in my mind of like owning your shit. Like mm-hmm. really in life, we all have challenges. We all have, you know, issues, all things going on. Uh, you know, but but what really makes and defines us is how we can overcome them, how we tackle those those you know challenges or issues that we face in life, or stumbling roadblocks, anything at all. And it was just really really raw. It was so cool to to be a part of that. Um, I didn't get to go. I didn't get to stick around for like the meditation stuff. Oh, or we like, did that at the end. Yeah, yeah. With, yeah. The, what, with that special thing, what is the, that thing, man? The uh, the 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 sound bowl, the big yeah. bowl, you know, the, the, the gong. That was crazy. But you saw the um, I think you saw we had violinists on stilts. Yes, 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 so, yeah, yeah. On neon stilts, that was crazy. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, look, it was really, really cool. And, uh, yeah, I was really cool to to be a part of that and uh, just see, you know, like. Uh, next time. It will get crazier next time. You'll be at the next one. Yeah, man. So, like, that was really cool. And, like, uh, I love New York. It's so good. What do you prefer, New York or L.A.? I feel like I feel like now I, I, I'm a little bit over the city, period. I only I, L.A., I'd say because of the weather, but just – People density, I need to get out of the city. Mm. You know, we're moving soon. Yeah, you said that. Well, look, yeah. that's a that's a conversation for another time. We have to work towards wrapping up. Yeah, but, I, know, I know, I know. Yeah. Well, look, um, thank you so much for listening, guys. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Daniel. Uh, it's always fun to speak with him. We've been really great friends. Uh, like I, I refer to Daniel as like my best friend online. Um, if you guys don't know who it is, then like we've been on a journey together. So it's so cool to have him give back to our community, work on this incredible program. So if you want to find out more, you can go to founder.com forward slash side hustle. 
And uh, yeah, Daniel, thanks so much for taking the time. And uh, yeah, just just going so deep, just uh, you know, just creating this incredible body of work and working with that team, man. Thank you, sir. It's a pleasure. Founders, entrepreneurs, influencers, disruptors. We feature hundreds of in-depth case studies with the greatest business minds of our current generation. Building a business is hard. The founder mission is to help you create an ass-kicking business and help you learn straight from the mouths of world-class founders. Get your free printed edition of Founder Magazine featuring Sir Richard Branson. Just cover shipping and handling at founder.com forward slash Branson. That's F-O-U-N-D-R dot com forward slash Branson.